One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/achieve today. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hello everybody, welcome to Ramble Reacts. Liverpool got themselves a big win, but Spurs lost in Lisbon. It's Wednesday 14th of September, I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Jim Campbell. And I'm Vdushin Hunteraja. Hello everybody, welcome to Ramble Reacts. It's a pleasure to have you with us. Uh, lo- lovely to have the Champions League back. Lovely to see uh, some uh, English sides involved, of course. First up, we've got to go to Liverpool, um, beating Ajax 2-1. A huge first Champions League win of the season for the Reds. Jim Campbell, good old ding-dong at Anfield. It, it was, it was a nervy ding-dong as well, isn't it? I think we're all expecting Liverpool to be a little <laughs> bit like... Little bit nervy, you know, because all of the talk this week has been about, you know, them not being very good suddenly and them not knowing how to deal with it and Jurgen Klopp kind of giving them some home truths. So there was a lot of pressure on them tonight and, and that, that pressure was there for the entirety of the game, but they, they dug it out in the end. You said about the truths. Well, Jurgen Klopp, he, he said that he'd called the build-up four or five days of truths. Now, Vish, uh, uh, as a man who's often been on the receiving end of home truths, how would you have coped with four or five days' worth of truths? I mean, by the end of that, you're just waiting for someone to lie to you, aren't you? It's just too many. It's too many truth yeah. days in a row. <laughs> I don't know that any <laughs> tell any me one lies, person... tell me sweet little <laughs> lies. <laughs> I don't know that any could, one person could deal with that much truth. Um, but it was weird. I, I I didn't see them today doing anything that suggested. That they liked being told the truth. They seemed a little bit like, I suppose, when you play at the speed that Liverpool play at, when you're not totally at it, it does seem more frenetic and a bit more chaotic. Um, and I, I don't, you don't, I don't know. I, I didn't see much like, not cohesion, but it, it felt like they're still working a bit on muscle memory. And every now and again, someone like really kicks on and does something good. Um, and, it, you know, like Trent Alexander-Arnold had moments where going forward, obviously brilliant, caught out for the for the equaliser. But 
Yeah, I mean, it, they just... It looked like Ajax ran out of steam a bit at the end. I don't think that's unfair to say, is it? Although, were you nearly off your seat, Vish, when uh, uh, ex-Manchester United man Daley Blind had a great chance to score in the second half? You'd have enjoyed that one. Just be honest with us, Vish, for crying out loud. We want truths. Yeah. It was Five a good, days um... of truths. <laughs> this is the truth period, yeah. Um, we It was when... Uh, <laughs> We had a great angle for that, didn't we, on the TV, right behind yeah. it. And mm. that was, I think that ruined it because you could tell it was always going a little bit wide. I, I know, yeah, you're right. He, his reaction suggested that he really thought it was going to go in. And I remember, I thought to myself, oh, come on, man, I could see that was going wide. But fair play to him, he didn't miss a chance. <laughs> what, I mean, Jim, what did you think of, uh, you talk about these truths and so Virgil van Dijk coming out afterwards and saying a lot of ex-footballers uh, who know what we go through, they say a lot to, to get us down. I do. I, I understand that. I, look, I, I've never been a footballer, as as you will know, a great injustice. But um, I can't imagine what it's like to have people, you know, constantly. Uh, well, not constantly. People criticising you and so on, especially when you're at that level of football and you've you've produced so much for a team like Liverpool have. But I mean, yeah. I, I think people <laughs> have just been telling the truth about what they've done this season. I mean, against Napoli, it was shocking. Yeah, I, but I think um, if from Liverpool's point of view and from Van Dijk's point of view, actually what you need to do with that sort of criticism, even when it's fair, is use it, right? You need to internalise it and, and, and mm-hmm. use it as fuel for, to, to improve. And if you need to get it into your head that you're proving everyone wrong um, by putting in a good performance and then using that exact mm-hmm. thing as motivation, then then fair enough. It's all, you know, it's all big psychological warfare, really, isn't it? Um but I think this Liverpool team, that there are, you know, Luis Diaz has, has come in to replace Sadio Mane and obviously he came in at the end of last season and like he's hit the ground running. He's clearly a very good player, had a lot of good moments tonight, but those are huge, huge shoes to fill. And the midfield looks very different this season as well. Obviously the, the injury to Andy Robertson means that Costa Simicus has been playing. He had a brilliant game tonight, I think. But like they are actually, you know, we, we think of Jurgen Klopp's Liverpool as this one big kind of homogenous, like, amazing force of football but it is you know it's it's quite different now from, I tell you from what, the team that Lewis won the league D- and it's yeah but Luis Diaz to me is he is one of the most entertaining players uh, around at the moment he not only he he has uh, you know bags of talent great skill great pace his sort of tenacity and desire he's yep. to me he's the complete footballer he's got absolutely everything he's he's trying to win flick-ons which traditionally for, for a person in his position is not that that common yeah he's oh, he's, he, he's he a sort shoot. of off the seat player isn't he yeah completely that i mean there was moments where you know he just looked scintillating and obviously he, did, he didn't score but i mean absolutely phenomenal uh, to be to be quite honest, um, but it was uh, a player up the other end, Mohamed Kudus, Kudos to Kudus fish with that finish. I mean, what a goal that was! Yeah, when he um, when he took it off Bergwijn, um, I thought, mate, you're too wide to shoot. And then when he sh- when he shot, I was like, I'm glad you shot there because that was very satisfying. Um, yeah, no, he, he had a <laughs> he, he had a great game, and um, it's. It, there were points in it where, I don't know, you, you felt like Ajax were a couple of good decisions away from scoring a couple of goals there. Um, you know, there was time, it, even for that goal in itself, it was a brilliant move started from right from the back where they, they beat Liverpool's initial press and then rather than just like think they need to bomb forward, mm-hmm. they basically started again. It was quite interesting. And then, mm-hmm. you know, even, even mm-hmm. the ease of that part that I mentioned before about Alexander-Arnold kind of, getting done behind him um 
Yeah, it seemed like they had those they, that had those situations a few times where they had four against Liverpool's back four. Um, and I suppose the only time it was mimicked later on was when Liverpool were just all over Ajax. But no, they th- thought they defended actually quite yeah. well. You could see the goal coming, but they defended really well. Calvin Bassey, I mean, you know, obviously people uh, might be more familiar, yeah. familiar with him at Rangers, but he, he had a brilliant game. Yeah, they're great, very yeah. calm at the back, aren't they? That, that said, though, I mean, before the equaliser, Liverpool had a couple of chances where, you know, had they been a little bit more clinical, they could have gone two or even three up. So it was, it was, mm-hmm. you know, looking back on it, I know we've only just watched it. It was a, it was a really good game, wasn't it? Well, it, it There's a lot it, going totally, on. It, it really was, and I think Liverpool they were good value for the win in the end. Uh, and, and as you say, they had the better of it. But you know, on another day, Ajax might have nicked it. But you, but you're right, Vish, about the defending. I just. It, it, I think, you know, growing up in this country, as I did, of course, you know, there's still a little bit of me of, of four four two straight lines, long balls that will always be ingrained there somewhere. But I mean, we've come so far from then. To see a team like Ajax playing out from the back under so much pressure at Anfield and looking yeah. fairly comfortable. There was once or twice when there was a, a, a poorly hit pass or whatever. I Honestly, I, I take my hat off to them. I really do. They all trust each other so much. But you're right about Bassey. Obviously, he was signed for about 19 or 20 million in the summer from Rangers, which I think is Rangers' biggest transfer fee in terms of what they've received for a player in, in, in their history maybe yeah, I, 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 I believe Ajax like have some money sloshing around this summer actually they might well do they might well do uh, Bassi was sent off 14 or 15 minutes into his debut in the uh, in their sort of um, community their sort of Super Cup Community Shield thing uh, with a straight red so he's, he's bounced back it's fair to say and of course I think <laughs> he was in the side who beat Rangers 4-0 but I think this Ajax team looked pretty good actually I mean away to Anfield it's, it's no disgrace to lose with, with a late goal because I they haven't done that much in this competition since the semi-final against Spurs. What would it have been four or, or five competitions ago? Um, mm. But it's good to see them uh, playing quite well. It's also quite enjoying, as uh, Martin uh, tweeted us, um, saying a big night for Andy Brassel in goal for Ajax. Now, he's obviously talking about Remco Pazvir, uh, 38 years old. A silver fox in goal for Ajax, Jim. We like to see that. Yeah, I've, I've never seen Andy wear the sort of top knot um, kind of or, or kind of bun situation that, that Pazvir um, yeah. has. But I guess I guess we'll take it on behalf of Andy. I'm, I'm sure he won't be pleased with that. Um, I think he's yeah, a bit he, more I mean, Jimmy he, Bullard than Andy Brassel. Yeah, yeah, very much so, actually. But he, I mean, he was a, he's a huge character, isn't he? He was great. He really felt like a kind of, um, he just mm. looked so confident and he clearly gives a lot of confidence to that backline and when you've got a player like that um, who can step in uh, when when your main man is is, is injured because obviously Stekelenburg is 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 not available for whatever reason um, then yeah it's, it, again that was all part of that confidence wasn't it? you're talking about them playing out from the back and and it, he was just I don't know he just a just a really positive presence I do have I have to take umbrage with one thing about Ajax which is that if you've got a player Go called Brian Brobby you you play mm. him just play Brian Brobby yeah, you're willing well, to score you, all game. You just want to hear that know. name as often as possible. Well, when he came on, Jim, I thought there was there was going to be a bit of a smash and grab or a, or a robbery. You could have said, uh, you, "Yeah, I could have." Th- thank and you very I much, have. everybody. Yeah, I think Ajax. Yeah, they've so yeah, Stekelenberg's there. So they've obviously gone for a younger goalkeeper. Stekelenberg is thirty nine now, whereas uh, Pazvi's only thirty eight. Really? Yeah, bloody hell. So uh, yeah, <laughs> I didn't <laughs> realize that. Got, yeah, well, they've got a young lad called Jay Gorter in there who's, who's 22. I think he might have played once this season. So uh, his time will come, and it will come quite soon, yeah. you would have thought. Speaking of age... That is an epic Vish. battle between the sticks. Oh, it's wonderful, isn't it? Speaking of age, Vish, Edin Dzeko scored tonight for Inter. Do you know how old Edin Dzeko is these days? 
Have a guess. I'm going to say 33. Jim? I would say 37. Ooh, he's 36. Right. I was surprised he was that old, but clearly, Jim, you've got a slightly better grasp of yeah, how time works. Yeah, he's been around a while, hasn't he? Because when he yeah. arrived at City, he was kind of, you know, he was already pulling up trees. I thought you asked because you were surprisingly young, and I thought, no, don't say 29, you sound like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Never trust the quiz master. Well, anyway, uh, it was a big win for Liverpool, and, yeah, I, I, it, uh, Mo Salah scored, we should mention that as well. <laughs> it, it goes to show, doesn't it, that Mo Salah scoring, you think... Blimey, it has been a while because you're so used to seeing him score every other game or, or every game, actually, not every other game. for um, But yeah, so they're, so they're up and running. It sets up the games against Rangers nicely. And when I say sets them up, I mean, <laughs> Liverpool will be thinking, right, take care of those two games. And then actually you're, you're you know, nearly sort of home and dry in terms of the group stages. Although Rangers will think to themselves, right, well, Napoli tomorrow night, got to get a result there because you don't want to be going in with, with zero points in, into those two yeah. games against Liverpool. I'll tell you, if, if Rangers get a result tomorrow night, this group is a big bag of fun. A big All bag of fun. Um, Jim, you and I have been to Lisbon. We had a, a big bag of fun there. No, that sounds very, very incriminating. We had a bloody <laughs> yeah. good time uh, in, yeah. in, in, in Lisbon. And and so did the home side against Tottenham Hotspur. They won 2-0. 1-2-0. Yeah. It's a surprising one, wasn't it? it? It really felt like from in the early stages that Spurs were just going to kind of eventually win, just sort of find a second gear and, and break down sporting. But actually, again, they're, they're technically incredibly, incredibly good sporting and they weren't awed um, by Spurs coming to town at all. And the game sort of grew into itself a little bit. It was sort of very technically astute with not much happening. Then it sort of exploded into life. Like, um, it's like a season of better call Saul in a lot of ways. It was just... Um, <laughs> It was yeah, it was a fantastic ending. Two two brilliant yeah. goals. They were they were such top quality goals late on. And I think if if the first one doesn't go in, then I, I'm I'm surprised at how slack Spurs were on the second one. Actually, it was a little bit like they were like, oh, we're not going to win this game, so let's you know let's only half defend this. Oh fuck, they've scored. Like it was it was a yeah, bit, it's be- bit slack. It's better surprisingly from worth a contact watching, side. By the way. <laughs> um. It dip- I mean, I know that we're veering off topic here, but I know you weren't that um, keen on Breaking Bad, were you? Incorrectly. Well, I think I watched it after everyone had said it was the the greatest thing since since sliced bread. But I I just I find television programs where people say oh, you've just got to watch the first two series and then it kicks in, and I'm like, oh come on. There's, there's I know. 15 episodes yeah, I don't. Episodes I don't think show. that's true of Breaking Bad. I think the Breaking Bad ex- is no, no, not Breaking Bad. One, I think, but. Right, I think oh, in, in Bet- general, Better like, Call is a very different type of TV show. It's very, very slow, very brooding, but it, it earns its slowness because it's uh, it's very, very powerful character portrait, very powerful piece of TV. But if you don't like things that are slow, it might not be for you. But you know, I know that your favourite show All is right. Afterlife, so um, you know. <laughs> Piss right <laughs> off. There are many times, there's many times on this podcast where, where people uh, tell, let's call the mistruths about me or, and one another. It's what we do. It's, it's, it's one of our hilarious things. And you let it go or you joke and play along with it. That is what I can't do. Okay, I I cannot have anybody out there thinking I think that's good. Anyway, enough of the bollocks. Uh, Sporting Club de Portugal uh, uh, are in are in good nick. They beat Spurs obviously two 0 and it's Spurs don't concede uh, uh, too many goals. I mean, they failed to score for the first time in eight games this season. They've looked pretty good. Vish, Um, what's happening to them? Are they going to have a mare? Are they going to drop down to the Europa League? Is that more their level? 
Oh, there was a point today actually where I did wonder if Manchester United were going to face Liverpool in the uh, you know in the first knockout round of the <laughs> Europa League. <laughs> nice, <laughs> but the um, I don't know. I, I suppose this is just maybe this is just a welcome back to the Champions League type thing because you know they the game... they weren't convincing against Marseille. Let's be honest. No, not at all. I mean, the first half was pretty dire, wasn't it, in that Marseille game? And you know, you're going away to a team like Sporting mm-hmm. who. Are, you know, I suppose when we say that a team has history in the Champions League, you know, even just simply being in the Champions League for a long time is a good thing and something worth celebrating. Mm-hmm. And specifically when you can make an impact in the way that Sporting have over, you know, over the over the few years anyway. Um, and it felt like, it just felt a little bit like, oh, okay, people are going to come shoot at us because we're an England team, we're an English team. Do you know what I mean? Like. I kind of agree with um, with the sentiment before about the fact that it looked like Spurs were just eventually going to work it out because that's how they've played this season mm-hmm. so far when they've not been particularly convincing. They just find a way, as they did against Marseille. And Sporting clearly just didn't believe that because, like, well, you know, we're we're pretty good. We are, we are in this mm-hmm. competition in our own right. And I think that's what I mean when I say that a bit of a reintroduction to the Champions League because it feels a bit like, yeah, teams don't just, like, let you you know go through them they don't let it just roll over um they are going to come at you constantly and they, because they all believe that you know they all have a right to be where they are so yeah it was a bit of a strange one mm-hmm. the fact that you know marcus edward was the one doing most of the damage um and again it was the eric Dyer yeah. derby but there was that run at the there was a run at the end of the first half where he beat eric Dyer twice <laughs> luke's been calling for eric Dyer to be included back in the england squad and i totally get that a lot of people have but uh, it's yeah. I mean, if he is, it's just as well. Marcus Edwards is English as well. I'll, I will say that. Yeah. I'll just say that there. What if he destroys his confidence in training? Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, he has to stay away from him. Stay away from him, Marcus. Wait. Well, we could have two Marcuses in there. Could have none. Could have one. Yeah. Could have two. Jim uh, Owen Hargreaves said of uh, Marcus Edwards, "There's always space for a player like that in the team." And, he, and he's, not, he's not too wrong, is he? I, I tell you what, there's always room on any touchline, on on any pitch or in any stadium in the world for a man like Ruben Amorim. A beautiful man, a very young manager, of course, at the age of 37, yeah. a former player, most notably played for Benfica. I mean, I looked at him and I thought to myself, Vish, he's wearing your kind of clobber on a Friday night, is he not? He is, yeah. He um, He's quite handsome, actually. I thought I thought maybe you mm. were over-egging it. I, I, I also, I think this is like a... You know, like a heterosexual guy thing of just like loving someone with a beard. No, no, no. I hate people with beards as a rule. <laughs> um, but uh, that's not true. Billy Connolly has one. But um, I, I, that, anyone who rocks a white T-shirt like that, I just think to myself, he knows what he's doing. But not only is he a beautiful man, according to Andy Brassel, he's going to be one of the best. He's going to go all the way to the very top. I mean, obviously, he's managing in the Champions League, so he's, he's, he's proving that. But tactically he's very very switched on he's done great things with his sporting side and I did think to myself he looks he looks quite tasty as well I wouldn't have minded to see him and Conte kind of square up to each other at one point I know Conte's kind of you know he is Antonio Conte Jim and he's got the older man strength but I tell you what I think Ruben could have given a run for his money well, I think actually, did you notice at the end of the game, well, after the second goal went in, Conte was, he was swigging from a bottle of water, but he was really, he was kind of eating it at the same time. You yeah. sense that yeah. those players probably didn't have a very nice time about five minutes after that happened. He's probably still in there <laughs> shouting at them now. 
I would have thought so, yeah. Well, of course, um, Marcus Edwards was sold by Spurs when he was 20. So we call it the Eric yes. Dyer derby, Vish, but we could call it the Marcus Edwards derby. Mauricio Pochettino compared him to Lionel Messi. Uh, once Not upon helpful, a time. that is it. Pre- yeah, pre- presumably after he was sold. Oh, we shouldn't have sold him. He was, he was like it's Messi. One of the worst week. things you can say, really. <laughs> Yeah, it's an age where you think that's a compliment. And then as you get to a certain point and you're about to try and make it in the game, you kind of go, oh, no, no. Yeah. I, really don't, I, don't, I don't want this at all. To be fair to Pochettino, he was actually talking about his playing style and the way he sort of like kind of jinks and cuts in. And I, you can definitely see a little bit of that. Edward seems very comfortable when has that kind of low centre of gravity. But still. But I suppose the, the other side to that is that when he did that run and they were like, oh, it's like Messi. You know, sometimes people get annoyed when you just like compare players to other players because it feels like, you know, mm-hmm. I suppose all footballs are unique and original in their own ways. Um, and I wonder if that can be quite mm-hmm. grating, but it isn't if it's Messi. Yeah, I know what you mean. I tell you what, though, the run to, to, to score a goal um, from, from Arthur right at the end, I, to me, I mean, that was maybe more Mo Salah-esque. I suppose it could be you say it was Messi-esque yeah. as well. But speaking of Conte, he's lost nine of his 19 Champions League away games as a manager. And it is an interesting yeah. one, Fish, because with Conte, great success at club level with, say, Juventus and, and Chelsea as well. Uh, at Spurs, he's he's turned them back into a force once again. It's not ridiculous to think that they could finish third, maybe even second if Liverpool can't get themselves going uh, this season in in the Prem. But in the Champions League, it just seems to... He he hasn't really quite sort of got that nailed down yet, has he? Yeah, it's it's an interesting thing because uh, I'm always reticent to say it's a a bad thing per se because with knockout football, there is an element of luck involved in terms of, you know, is it a fault of someone if they're better in the league? I don't see it that way because... You know, you have to rely so much on, on consistency. And I'm not saying it's a fault. I'm saying that in the Champions League, he hasn't quite managed it, whereas he's so tactically good and, and astute yeah, elsewhere. Yeah. It's slightly odd that it hasn't quite translated to the Champions League with, with a lot of other managers that, you know, they, they, they tend to get there. But he's had a lot of experience in that competition. Now, there's still early days, of course, for crying out loud. I mean, Spurs have got three points from two games, you know, and, and one could argue that their that away fixture in, in sporting will be the toughest game um, in in the in, in Group D because they've got Eintracht Frankfurt and and obviously they've, they've played Marseille. So, but that's the point is it's not quite he, 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 that competition seems to sort of you know not quite be where he's at home. Yeah, and I wonder if it's a lot to do with the methods and because it's weird to, if you look at the way Spurs play, you think they'd actually be quite conducive to you know. To playing away from home because of the nature of their, or, or rather, you know, seeding the ball because some of their best results over the last couple of years, certainly under Conte, have been against big teams in the Premier League where they give them the ball and they do, they do do quite a lot with forty percent, you know. Um, so it's yeah, it's mm. a bit of a strange one. I do wonder if, you know, I, I, lucky you know, played today had a goal ruled out for offside. Um, I do wonder if Richarlison is. Someone who can give them a different dimension in Europe. Um, I suppose we see what he's doing in the league, but you know, obviously those two goals against Marseille kind of make my point for me quite neatly. Mm. But in terms of someone who just is a, is a different kind of forward to to Kane and Son and gives them you know gives them another dimension, I think up there because you know maybe even midfield they they do t- it does seem like they lack like a real like 
someone someone who can you know look at the way Thiago played today. It looked like Thiago made the difference against. Ajax and every time he had the ball it felt like something was happening and you know maybe Benton Kerr is going to grow in to be that player but at the moment he's not really like a high risk passer and I wonder if that's if you need mm. that kind of ambition deep in midfield to do well in the Champions League yeah would you still fancy them to go through in the group yeah probably I reckon oh absolutely yeah probably I reckon okay that was <laughs> first fans. <laughs> <laughs> but then there could be a glamour tie away at Manchester United uh, in the uh, the knockouts in the Europa League. So exactly. you know, it's not all lost, of course, if you finish third. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. Let's go to the group of certain death, uh, very much so if you're a Pilsen fan. Uh, group C, Bayern, Barcelona, Inter, and that side, Pilsen. Um, uh, Bayern beat Barcelona 2-0, obviously earlier Inter beat uh, Pilsen uh, uh, 2-0 as well. But yeah, um, uh, you know, that, that was the, the, the big sort of glamour tie of the night, of course, Bayern uh, beating Barcelona. I, w- I would like to um, to use Barcelona as a springboard, if I may, gentlemen, because Atletico Madrid were in uh, action as well. They lost to uh, by Leverkusen um, Antoine Griezmann is still technically a Barcelona player and what we mentioned on Monday with uh, that deal that Atletico and Barcelona have with Griezmann needing to play 
um, 80% of all of uh, Atletico Madrid's games and and needing to play uh, more than 30 minutes or no, 60 minutes or whatever it was uh, in those games to trigger an add-on. And Atletico Madrid, as as... As, as as predictable as anything could have happened uh, on Tuesday night's round of games, brought Griezmann on in the 63rd minute of that game. I mean, it is just... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's such a beautiful they, piss take. But they lost the game, though. They lost. They, they, I know. they need him. Club Bruges are flying yeah. in that group. It's, that group is mad. <laughs> Beat Porto 4-0. I know. But I, lo- I love the sort of... With Atletico Madrid, like, that is at their game plan now. That is that is like so they they have a game plan for sixty minutes and then it's like right well who's coming off for Griezmann do you know what I mean like that it, yeah. it's just, is that any way to to it's, I mean if you if you were clownish if you were on the board, isn't it what it is if you were on the board at Atletico Vish would you not be thinking all right okay I'm gonna go all right fine we'll pay the add on if we need to but get your get your flipping strategy sorted man because this is this can't go for a whole ruddy season. It's not. It's not really a tactic, or uh, I mean, it's a tactic in a way that, like, you know, sometimes if your front door doesn't close properly, but you've got to lift it up and like kind of you know, drag the handle inside and just to shut it. Like, that's not. <laughs> yeah, it's got a knack. Just, just fix your. Uh, yeah, just fix got your knack fucking at door. The <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, so they so they are on the verge of agreeing a twenty two million deal for for Griezmann to sign permanently, but again, this clause, you know, if they, if they if they stick to this, they'll save them a few quid because the clause would require Atletico to pay thirty five million. So it's, there's a there's thirteen million pounds at stake here. And of course, if you're Barcelona, you really you really need that money. Whereas, uh, yeah, this this yeah. is one of the great muggings off of uh, recent years in Spanish football, you could argue. Um, but uh, it, this game was, of course, going back to the actual game uh, at Bayern 2 Barcelona. It was the Lewandowski derby. Um, you know, he was uh, he was he was you know playing for Barcelona. Quite strange, really, uh, to see that. But I'd like to talk about uh, Leroy Sané's goal. Lovely goal it was, and. Uh, a few people, a fair few people on Twitter, did say that it was quite reminiscent of Iron Robin's winning goal in the Champions League final at, uh, at Wembley against Bruce Dortmund. That sort of, I don't know if you'd call it a scuffed finish, Jim, maybe, but he just sort of brushes it, then it just sort of squirms past the goalkeeper and into A brush the and a squirm. It's a rare combination, and I suppose yeah. you know, it's <laughs> fitting that he would do that in tribute to Iron Robin and being a real talent to be able to pull that off. In a and also, one, a rare Iron Robin goal that was, where he didn't cut in from the right flank and just rifle it into yeah. the opposite corner of his left. So yeah. proving that uh, it he must could have been a mistake, things, of course. It must have been for crying out loud. Um, yeah. So uh, so Bayern are top of that group, uh, two wins out of two. Bayern are surely among the favourites because they've just they've just like absolutely um, flipping marvellous. Uh, interestingly, though, before this game, Thomas Muller said uh, Sadio Mane has been reminding me not to pass the ball to Robert Lewandowski. I thought to no, myself, they I must mean, have such a bloody laugh that lot. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Thomas, do you think Thomas Muller is one of those guys who? He thinks to himself, the louder he says things, the funnier they get. Yeah, 100%, definitely. <laughs> Tom, Thomas, yeah, Thomas 100%, Muller. definitely. <laughs> <laughs> and the stupider the clothes he wears, Vish, again, the more funnier the whole thing. Thomas Muller is the type of person who knocks the top of your beer bottle with his and finds it fucking hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> um, totally. Yeah, absolutely. Well, well said. We'll we'll, we'll leave that there. Um, so all agreed. Yeah, I mean Barcelona though. Again, this is how ridiculous the situation is. Like they need to progress in this tournament. 
for the flipping financial gains of yeah, it. Yeah, they like, can't really, afford I, I know to fail. That's a, you, you really can't. I know that sounds like, again, I'm sort of making light of the situation. I, I, my laughter suggests I am, but I'm really not. Like, they need to kind of... Look, going away to Bayern and losing 2-0, again, you know, it's, it's, it's no disgrace. And I think, you know, Bayern would be, um, you know, a fairly wise decision to... Uh, or a fairly wise choice if you to back them to win this competition, but yeah, like I think it could get a bit tetchy there if uh, you know maybe between them and Inter the battle for second place in this yeah. group might be quite interesting. Uh, we shall see. Well, there we are, everybody. Uh, thank you very much for listening to uh, Ramble Reacts. We've got an Andy Brassel double header tomorrow. First at the match from Union Berlin, who of course went top of the Bundesliga for the first time in their history recently, um, and who were at last welcoming European football to their home stadium after UEFA permitted safe standing this season. So it should be a fine time finding out how Andy got on there. And then... On the continent with Dot and Andy and Nicky Bandini will be out later digging into the biggest stories across European football. So get your chops around those two. So there we are, everybody. Thank you very much for listening to Ramble Reacts. Thank you very much, Jim Campbell. Thank you. Thank you very much, Ratush Nahantaraja. Thank you. And thank you, everybody. Enjoy the matches this evening. Football Ramble is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.